Cardona will snap it back. Bailey turns to Cardona. The snap in place. Swing of the right leg. Kick driven to the uprights. The kick is good. Got it. Bob does it again. His second game winner of the season. And the Patriots prevail at the buzzer over Arizona by a 20-17 final. You have life. <laughs> Boy, do you have life. First edition of USA Fiesta. We are back. We are here off the win against the Cardinals. Uh, the path is alive. We are. We we can still look to the playoffs. Our season's not done yet. The team hasn't said die. So uh, let's let's start with the cards. How do we feel about actually being, you know, alive still? I mean, it was a fantastic win. Like I, it was the best I had felt after a win, probably all season. Interesting. It, yeah, like you just you beat the Broadmills, um, in a very not convi- like you just it's it's just a win, you know. It was a good win where the, at this point you can't get picky about wins. Correct. You, the the things that had struggled up into that point in the season, which were the run defense and the the front seven and the return game, showed up. So I mean, you can't really complain about it. Like sure, the quarterback play was was subpar to to put it mildly, but I mean you can't really get picky. It was just it was just a great feeling that you're still alive, and you you played a team where most people on the internet now think are this all time team. DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, <laughs> Kyler Murray is short. <laughs> like, but now all the people online are like, okay, the Patriots might squeak in. All right, let me say this. And you, you said you had a great point there, Ethan, about like, you know, we won when things didn't like with, with subpar quarterback play. If you look at all of our wins, really what we had to happen was Cam play perfectly and we couldn't have anything go wrong. It almost you almost had to play the perfect game. The Patriots just played an imperfect game and did the things that they do in losses, like not tackling, poor quarterback play, um, you know, all of the uh, bad you know, penalties, bad penalties, a lot of those sort of things. And they still came out on top. I think if you were looking for a convincing win while the offense wasn't convincing, there was enough in this game to be like, they can't, like, we, not that we haven't said they can't compete with anybody, but there is no one remaining on the schedule that they should not be able to beat. Mm-hmm. Like I've been saying before the Cardinals game, I can honestly see us winning all of these next six games, and I can honestly see us losing all six of these games. So, oh, absolutely. This team is such a. A weird, the complete toss-up. This team is a, like a mess, like an absolute mess. It's it's so weird to watch because you could either you could throw for three hundred and ninety-seven yards and lose, or you could throw for eighty yards, play one of the worst games Kim Noon has ever played in his life, and then win and then feel good about it. It's such a weird. I, I miss Tom Brady. I just. I, <laughs> I, Brady. I think that that game was really convincing in a way like i just said but also the way that you know that game had no business being as close as it was i think that realistically the final score of that game from like 21 to 10 that's where we, we we would have been in that game it should not have been a field goal for us and you know the the kick return and terrible that third and three call against gilmore that that gave them a free extra down and then just you know Dumb bad penalties that I don't. I think a lot of them could be up for debate. And then you know bad calls and whatnot really brought the Cardinals into a position to win that game. And the correct winner came out of this game. So no matter it did, it like you nod your head or you like shake your head, Jacob, right there. But the the Pats were the best team in in this game. They deserved to win this game, and they outplayed the Cardinals by pretty much every margin. I'd say defensively, you're correct. They had a better Offen- they had a better game plan, and they should oh, have scored more points, and absolutely. they did. No, the coaching was a huge mismatch in this game. Like, this game is what you call an ugly win, and that's not a bad thing. But ugly wins, like you need uh, the you need ugly wins. Like if you're a good team, you need to pull right. out ugly wins as well. So I'm not. It's, by no means is it a bad thing. Uh, it was an ugly win, but 
just like after watching this game and watching, I've watched the tape already. I don't feel very different after this game. I really don't because like we just said, this team really is a toss up every single week. Like I feel like they could go to L um, to LA uh, and and split, split these two games. Like I feel like see them dropping both of them or winning them both by 20. Right. Like it's just, it's unreal. And I feel better about next week because it's another, it should be another coach and mismatch. So, I mean, like, cause the Cardinals, I mean, uh, like for, for one, Cam Newton was terrible in this game. We got, we all know that we can get to him in a second, like overall as just like team versus team, uh, the Patriots, yeah, they, they deserve to win that game. But Mike, if you take away both the James White touchdowns, the, the missing Gonzalez pick, and the goal line stop, the Cardinals are winning thirty-five nothing. So I just I don't think I don't see how you can come out of this game and feel much differently about the team based on how this season has gone. Yeah, yeah but like, wouldn't if this team had gotten just like not buried, but they went out and they lost like twenty-three to ten, and it was just kind of the Cardinals had their way on offense. Would you also say the same thing, like? I feel like if the team can win ugly and beat the Cardinals, who is one of the best teams they've played this year, and one of the teams that should have given them the most issues didn't, then there's something good and positive to take away from that. Especially when the quarterback is playing poorly. Oh, yeah. We definitely won in spite of the quarterback. That's for sure. Right. That's what I'm saying. So Everything we say just focuses on the Cavs. It's like it, – it's, it's, it's bad that Cam played – bad but it's good that we won while cam is playing bad because yeah. we have not really been able to do that this year it's we so needed weird. cam to be the reason we win and this time he didn't have to be but and that's it, one of the first time, times we've seen that this year every time cam is good we lose every time cam is bad we win so <laughs> so can we handle him being bad and then a few more weeks of big up trashing him in order to get into the playoffs like, cause the, cause the thing is like, well, it's great that we won with, the, with poor quarterback play. It's not sustainable. No, not That's the big thing. So like, I mean, cause, so we're facing the charges this week and then the Rams, like, it's just, I don't think like, let's say we do make the playoffs. Like if Cam plays like he did Sunday in the playoffs, like we're, we, we're actually screwed. No, I mean we're not trying to like win a Super Bowl here. I well, think that we're all really. Oh, dude, I'm, my expectation obviously. Is Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we got to the playoffs, I, I I could care less how bad or well Cam plays in that game, just because it's like the goal this year really was simply win the AFC East or make the playoffs. It's oh, I like agree. I agree. So to be like to keep moving the goalposts and say, you know, if he plays like this in January, seems a little unfair. I just need him to play like this for the next, what, five games, five six weeks. games? I, at this point, I don't even care if, like, Cam plays. I just want to win so Belichick can have, like, another 10-win season. That I just want to win because going to the playoffs is the goal of an organization. Yeah, exactly. I, what? Like, I don't know the people that want to lose. Like, who wants to root for a losing team? Because you know, people, people, are, people are, like, just have this stuck in their head that if we lose now, we're going to win for the next, like, decade, which yeah. isn't always true. It's, like, we can, like, if we sucked this year, like, like, got four wins at max and we got a quarterback who's to say the bust who's it yeah exactly and then you know what quarterback's a bust or and then now you're the washington redskins with a quarterback that sucks what you want to see is kind of what we did in this game where it's like you want to win and maybe you can make the argument that oh i'd rather have a better draft pick but you want to just see everyone play well on that we have on the team. And that's what's happening. I mean, you know, like Cam, the guys that are going to be here for the long term, JC Jackson, Stefan Gilmore for at least the next year, Damian Harris, all of these guys, when they're playing. Yeah. Jacoby Myers. Great. When they start playing well, that's much more beneficial to me than just being like chalk up everything that happens this year as a COVID year. And just we're tanking and we're going to get a quarterback. I'd rather see all of the young talent and all of the good players play well than just, you know, be like, well, one player in the first round at pick 13 is going to solve all the issues. Like, like we have issues on the front seven. We have issues at the quarterback position. We have the issues at tight end, but sure. Drafting Devontae Smith in the first round is going to make us go every year. See what's the strange right. the strange thing about this team is that like just just from watching the film like like the Raven like comp- the Ravens game compared to the Houston game is completely different it's not even funny like the front seven actually played well against Baltimore 
Then, then they stunk up the joint against Houston, and now they just played great again. It's like it's they're so the inconsistent inconsistency on this team is like unmatched. I've never seen anything like it. Lawrence, I think Lawrence Guy was out for the Houston game, but he was in for both Baltimore. Was I, he? I don't know. I don't remember. Lawrence Guy was in for this game, and I'm pretty sure he was out for Houston. It didn't even take Lawrence Guy in this game because. Well, he made some good, he made some plays, but yeah. Adam Butler and Chase Winovich just turned it to another level in yeah. this game, and at a time they needed to. I think going into this week, it was like we we'd said it so a long ago. You know, we had this stretch of Ravens, Houston, Arizona. Yeah. That's three mobile quarterbacks. It's three heavy RPO offenses. How are we going to slow them down? And for the most part, what we did in that stretch is exactly what we wanted to do: was go two and one, and we went two and one in that stretch. Which is, I mean, we beat the two best teams in that, uh, in that stretch. Nonetheless, they held him. I literally, they, they, you couldn't, you couldn't have done a better job containing uh, Kyler Murray. He didn't score a touchdown. Kyler Murray, I don't think, I think that, uh, I don't think he didn't like just watching him. He didn't look like he wanted to take any contact, probably because of the shoulder. Probably not. Yeah. So, so I mean, that that definitely helped. But regardless, we did a great job, like game plan wise, to contain him. And is much better than uh, Deshaun Watson, because like, even like with Deshaun Watson, even if you did, you did contain him, he would still he would find an open guy because our second yeah. couldn't keep up because he had all the time. Because he all the time, yeah. Look so. at all look at all the lo- uh, the the loss we had. You know, in the in the Ravens game, we shut down their best uh, offensive threat in Lamar Jackson, and in the uh, the Ra- the Houston game, we didn't shut down anybody. Everyone went off against us from defense to offense. JJ Watt was the best player on defense as he should have been because he is their best player. Sean Watson had an amazing day as he like would against most teams. So when Belichick game plans and he has the, you know, the typical uh, shuts down your best player, that's, that's how they, that's how they seem to win. Right. So it's just, it's, I don't understand. It's, I can't, I, my view of the team does not change in the slightest really just because like, cause we've seen this before we beat a good team and then we go to play a bad team, which the, which the Chargers aren't even like that bad. They're like, you, what would you call them? Like mediocre. They're, they're a good yeah. I, frisky is the word I would very, use. Frisky, yeah. Very very good team that is poorly coached and has terrible terrible fourth quarter football ability. Right. So I mean, like you, I like my chances with that, even with this Patriots yeah. team. So it's for one, the coaching, like, like I mean, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury got. Greatly outcoached in this game. Man, isn't that a, isn't it weird that like that Cardinals team is like really talented and has a lot of it feels almost like Cliff Kingsbury is the like thing that might hold them back. If I was a, like a lot of Cardinals fans don't like him, but it just feels like that Cardinals team could be a lot better if they didn't have Cliff Kingsbury. And I think that I think that's why they don't like him. I mean, cuz like we're not we're not Cardinals fans. We don't follow like the beat writers. We don't know exactly what's going on like with the Cardinals. Like they watch it, we don't watch them yeah, as from an outside either. general NFL perspective. Exactly. So, like, I wonder, like, if maybe they—that's the general like opinion with Cardinals fans—is that the coach may be holding them back? Because I mean, that team is talented. That team should be better than they are. Right. And they, they, are they a year like before, like competing? Competing? Yes. Yes, they are. They're not quite there yet. Who would have thought that? <laughs> Uh, I love how like you call these teams fraud teams, and then we barely beat them. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me, I was not right about the Cardinals. I mean, so your definition of fraud is doesn't line up with mine. Okay, when I what I said about the Cardinals was I I said they will win some games, they will lose some games. They are not a contender. They won't be in the playoffs, which is you know still on the frisk. I said they'll be like a a nine and seven, eight and eight kind of team that you know loses games they should, wins wins some games they shouldn't. And that's exactly what they've been this year. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I would, Patriots are. So, so the, but I didn't. So, I didn't crown the Pats as yeah. anything. So you're like, yeah, no, you're right. And but I wouldn't call that a fraud, though. In, in my opinion, I don't think that's a fraud. It's a fraud because everyone this year said sleeper team Cardinals. Everyone and everyone and their mother said sleeper team Cardinals. They're gonna they're gonna shock some people this year, and they didn't. I mean, okay. So that there are frauds to that expectation. At this point, they're shocking people in a negative way. So okay, frauds. Okay, I got you. The Arizona Fraud. Their one win in their last five games is a Hail Mary win. So it's like... I, I was so pissed off about that. And I missed it too. No, hey, no. Uh, no, no, no. We should not be pissed off about that because we do not need Buffalo winning that. Oh, good point. Good point. But I was talking of different. Coming but, uh, Josh Allen, man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, play, he, he, he did all he could. Oh, Josh Allen did all he could in that game. What more could he have done? 
I want to say that Air Jordan is morally than every other brand. Another thing uh, about that game that is something positive to take away, since I got to combat Jacob's negativity, is uh, <laughs> they sh- like the way that game started. A lot of teams would have just died after that. You right. know, first drive pick and then getting down what ten o. Yeah, something like that. Being on the goal line, them going forward on fourth down with a, d- a front seven that hasn't stopped the nosebleed all year should have been easily allowed to just you know have uh, God, dude from Bama. What's his name? Akeem Spence. No, on their running back. Uh, I, I I do this all the time with players. Kenyon Drake. Like, clear, clearly, Kenyon Drake. Yes, Kenyon Drake <laughs> should have been easily to punch that in. And they made the biggest play uh, from Akeem Spence out of all people. Akeem Spence and Jawan Bentley. And uh, Lawrence Guy. And Lawrence Guy, yeah. Land play call. On like, what they go from the one? Why do you do a run up the middle? Or Which I don't is, know. Well, because that should have worked. That should have been working against this, this uh, right. New England front seven. Or even like Hopkins was one on one with Gilmore. I know it's Gilmore, but still, it's your best player. Like, yeah. you Get give it to your, your best, best player, player at that point. So, I mean, like, like you could say it, like, because, uh, a lot of things like went our way in terms of like the Cardinals screwing up as well. Like, like for one, that play call, like if they could just kick the three, like we may, the game may be like, they the Cardinals may have won. Uh, the, uh, if, if Simmons wasn't a moron and knocked cam out of bounds, like on his ass and maybe uh, they just go in overtime and who knows what happens in overtime. Yeah. So, but I mean, for every, if of those, you can say, if we don't get a ridiculous, uh, uh and free Jenning blind sides, blind side no, block, we're up by four. That's twenty-one to ten, and the game should have never been. I think the correct outcome came, and the Patriots in the crunch time moments had the biggest plays. the The goal line stand completely shifted it. And my initial point of this whole thing was that they, it, not that you're not going to blame them, but it, getting down ten o almost immediately and having no breathing room and no room for air, they it really didn't do a lot to. To bury themselves deeper at that point, and even when they did, when Cam threw that pick, they still were able to come back. Right. And another thing I want to say about oh, that he's too. He got out on that. Wow. But here's the thing too: is that third and sixteen? I want to say third and fourteen, third and long. Which and one? when when Cam took the sack on the final drive, right? Cam Cam takes the sack. That play call after that, you know, everybody. This is, I think, the number one complaint with Josh McDaniels is. Third and long situations and that play call. In that game, they had two third and longs and converted both of them through a screen and a designed quarterback run. That is excellent play calling. Uh, I think yeah. Josh McDaniels had an insane play calling game for for how bad the offense was playing. All of the goal line situations truly were phenomenal play calls. The James White plays, you know, that wasn't awesome before, but you know, roll with what works. That and then but that cam run cannot be overshadowed by bailed out by uh simmons with the bad bad hit because that was a great play and a great play call i the thing with josh mcdaniels though is he's just like nfl quarterbacks you're better when you're not talked about like josh mcdaniels had a great week yet no one would want to talk about that however if he has one that's a great point if he has one poorly called week everyone gets on him yeah and people people forget that like a lot of the play calling has to do with with the personnel on the field too. Like if Cam Newton, like you you know why half the time they don't put they don't put the ball in Cam Newton's hands on third and long is because I don't know he sucks. Well, not and not only that is on third and sixteen. Who do you feel comfortable with in two seconds getting sixteen yards down the field, making a contested catch, or creating enough no, separation to have an easy play? There's two people. I, I trust Cam taking himself. And I trust James White on a screen. That's it. Those are the only people I trust get 16 plus yards on a consistent basis. I don't trust Cam to throw the ball more than seven yards in the air. I, I trust him to do a design QB run and just use his body to try to get himself or just a James White, James White pass. Like people are so right. quick to jump on Josh McDaniels for some of the conservative play calling, but he but he has to because they're scared to death of their He's Very conservative. Even with Tom. Third and seventeen, you oh, yeah, barely sure. saw a throw. Like it, it, quarterback matters, but not even you could have Mahomes. And a lot of the times on third and twenty-four, you're not just going to air that ball out. It totally depends on who you have. Yeah, and yeah. another thing that people get mixed up is play call versus execution. There's tons of times where people complain about what a bad play call that was because it didn't work. And then it's like you got to like break that down further and say like, okay, did it not work or did that? blow up because 
Nikhil Harry missed a block or, you know, Jacoby Myers missed this block on that outside pitch. Like, the, uh, there was one in this game that a lot of people were complaining about. It was like an outside run with, I think, Damian Harris. And it was like the three wide receivers on that side and the tight end got blown up immediately. And it was just bad execution. That, that's that's not on the play call. It's so much different than play call versus execution. It's like you got to think, is that the wrong play to run or was that play run wrong? Right, exactly. No, you're 100% right on that. Uh, so before we go on to the Chargers, I do want to ask you guys a question. Yeah, I have one more point to say after. Yeah, I got, I got. So like last three things here. Right. So this is, so this is a discussion. Like, so Grant was the first one to see this on Twitter. Uh, the so uh, Greg Bedard brought up the question: Would you, would you see, would you like to see Jared Stidham moving forward anytime soon? Uh, I personally, like, I'll go into it in a second. And I just want you guys' answers. I prefer, I would say no. I would say stick with Cam for now because while because while this while his performance this past week was was definitely bench worthy. It's it's Jared. If you hand it over to Jared Stidham for one, you're gonna lo- you're probably gonna lose the locker room because they're gonna be like, what the hell are you doing? Two, while Cam doesn't throw the ball well, he does give you the element of running. So he gives you he gives you the defense more things to worry about. It's just I think Cam would be the better option, but I don't I wouldn't completely be upset if they did turn it to Stidham. What do you guys I think? Like, I feel like with this whole situation, the Patriots for the past two decades plus have have made their bread and butter off not turning the football over. And although Cam has turned the ball over more like more consistently than we have have liked him to turn it over. For the most part, especially recently, has been able to keep the game turnover free, and I feel like with Jarrett, we haven't been able to see him bring together a few drives without throwing an interception or a pick six or tripping over your own feet, fumbling in the ball, and having the fall. Like, so I just think, sure, if, if you give him the rest of the six games to play. Sure, he might have some bright moments, but I just I don't think your Belichick's not going to do that. I think he's, I don't think he's going to do it. Cam's team, it's all well. Jacob might not like that <laughs> for us to win the game. Yeah, I I understand where uh, where Greg Bedard's coming from when he says that. Like Cam is playing bench, like he's playing so bad that it would be benchable on most teams, and the fact that it's like. Really look at that last game, how much worse can Stidham be? Like it makes right. sense in theory, but in a realistical football sense, Stidham is not giving the team a better opportunity to win than Cam. The team would not be comfortable making a what week are we about to go into? 13, 14 here? 13. A week 13 quarterback switch on a team that is in position to make a playoff push here. Like you 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 have to roll what's with hot, what's what's hot. And Cam has what are we in our last since it was Jets? Baltimore, Houston, Cardinals. That's three and one. You don't. You're winning. Like don't don't screw with that. Two turnovers. Yes. Don't screw with that. See enough to win the game. Yeah, it it was barely enough to win the game. Uh, I just lost what I was going to say. Cam Newton. He. uh, While, like the argument was because he just said it too. Like how much worse can Stidham be? Like the question is, could Stidham like throw nine completions for, for for? 84 yards and two interceptions and three sacks. Like, could right, he do that? He could, but I promise you, Cam isn't doing that this week. And that's not that's not a, a, a that's not like the standard for Cam Newton wins. You know, that's all I'm saying is in this game we won despite Cam being bad, which we haven't really seen yet. So we can't be like, well, I mean, maybe. Uh, Stidham comes in and throws ten completions for in twenty one passes and only one interception. That can't be the the standard to right. bring in. No, right. And, I, and definitely like if Garrett is the quarterback in that the end of the Cardinals game on that third and sixteen on that last drive. That, does that, that happen? That, yeah. Throw play. There's no way we convert that. There's the, so, the, the, the fact that this team run and on the fourth and goals and the fourth and ones and the third and ones, he just gives you that edge to just grind out three more plays consistently throughout the game like sure it's not going to look sexy in the stat in the in the box score but if he can get you a third and one that can just drive down the field drop like get another move the chains and then milk off another three minutes off the clock that that's all you need to do you don't need to throw the ball for 400 yards every single game. no you're right i uh the, the the fact that there's a path for this team makes it a lot if this team was out of it and we were you know we had 
two, three wins. And it was like, all right, what is the purpose of Might playing Cam up. here? Like, what, let's just, you know, see what we got in the, in the, the guy you invested a draft pick into. He'll be here next year, in theory. Cam, <laughs> in theory, won't be. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, I mean, that, that would make more sense. And then the fact that it's like, also, if you took Cam out right now, you're now messing with his money because he has an incentive-based contract. And if you can't, like, owe the man that kind of, like... Right. Like, respect, I guess, is the word. Like, but. the the thing with that concerns me about Cam is that he's not getting better. He's actually getting worse, like, as the season goes He's getting along. inconsistent. Like, I mean, he's, 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 he's... Since the COVID thing, he's been worse, but he's been, like, inconsistent because he's had some, like good games but he has he's also had the, the complete opposite of that i mean look at, right, look at new like, york i mean you new york he had a good game like it's just yeah and you're right he is inconsistent but like the thing is like the covid is not like an excuse anymore yeah. that was like five no, no, freaking COVID should never have been an excuse right no i agree for the season when we don't win the super bowl it's not an excuse right for not an excuse for players <clears throat> like I, I just okay i just have to give you a couple stats here that just kind of just blew my mind here like so one, the first one is Cam Newton finished with a twenty three point six pass rating uh, Sunday. And the last, you know, who the last person to win a game with that with a rating that lower lower is Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. I'm sure you've seen that stat in twenty twelve. The other one, which I'm I'm sure you haven't seen yet, is this is this is QBs who have thrown two hundred and fifty passes or more, like more passing attempts. The QBs in NFL history to not lose their jobs after throwing. Less than four touchdowns and more than nine picks in the first 11 games of a season are Cam Newton, 2020, Chad Henney with the Jags in 2013. Chad Henney's elite, though. Trent Dilfer with the Bucks in 1995. And something named Jim uh, Nowitzki, Lions, 1960. There's only three other quarterbacks in NFL history to be playing this bad and not, and not get benched. I'm sure that the other three quarterbacks didn't have nine rushing touchdowns, though. I doubt it, but but no. but you get my point. Yeah, like, like Cam, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Cam Newton played historically bad in a win yeah. the other day, and it, that that's the silver lining that it is a win. So it, right. like, as long as it's a win, you can't complain too much. But it's just it doesn't make you feel good for the future. No, my favorite stats are wins. That's it. That's, that's all you can have. Sure. Ethan, yeah. what, what was the thing you wanted to say? Um, yeah, usually uh, for the past 15 years, you usually know this team's identity by Thanksgiving. We have no idea what this team is. I have no idea what this team is. Uh, I don't know. Other than Jake Bailey and Nick Folk and Kyle Duggar hitting hard, I have no idea what this team is. This team Isn't is it? To I think this is going to sound stupid, but I think that we know what this team is, and it's that we don't know what it is. Oh. The only thing we know about this team is that we don't know what we're going to get every week. Okay, well, I mean, you know. What I'm anyway, saying? it's like, kind of contradicting itself. You but, know what I'm saying? Like, the, we know that we can't. Like, some teams know that they're bad. Some teams know that they're going to lose. Rush for 200 yards and lose. There could be a game where we throw for 400 yards, rush for 200 yards and lose. There could be a game where we throw for 300 and win. There could be a game where we have like 100 total yards and win. And so this team's so ridiculously weird that like. Going into each week, you have no idea what they're going to do. You have no idea if they're going to win. You have like you could win every game by twenty five points or lose every game by twenty five points. And I'm, we're not. We haven't won a game by twenty five points. Yeah, we we haven't won a game by two possessions yet. There's we watch the same game every year, like or every week, the same game every single week. It's Patriots come close. Oh, Cam Newton falters late in game. They have a chance. They usually capitalize. Now we have a minute and a half with one timeout. Cam Newton falls flat on his face but we didn't this week <laughs> oh we didn't and that's why we're still good we're still in it and, and I, I said i said this last week if you rely on cam you, you're screwed so like you, you need to rely on the special teams now jake bailey and nick folk are our best players and like, gunner, is, isn't, it, isn't it great oh yeah gonna isn't it great <laughs> how like we had we had like a kicker pandemic last year and now the kicker is like the best position the on best, the team yeah it's crazy anyway what a story nick folk is too right like Man, like the guy, like kind of just bounced around, came here, and his uh, career game. Dude, he's he's been unbelievable for the Pats. It's crazy. It's it's something it's about unreal. the something about the Cardinals and and their kick and the kick game. You know, every single year. Yeah, it, it always every game between us comes down to a kick, and this one came down to two. All right, the the one last thing I wanted to say that I, that I we touched on a little bit. But I think that it's really one of the bigger storylines from the game that we hadn't mentioned. I think it's the best thing to end on is just the Gilmore versus Hopkins thing. 
I mean, that is the as as they say, like as good of a matchup one v one as you can see on a football field. And Gilmore has done nothing but own that rivalry. I'm using air quotes because it's a podcast; you can't see it. That is so so lopsided. Uh, the numbers for Gilmore was there's there's been a little disagreements on them, but you know what we're looking at is four targets, three catches, 25 yards, no. and in four matchups, he's held Hopkins for nine catches and 84 yards. That is just unbelievable. It's like what the NFL is trying to push with the Packers and Bears. It's not a rivalry. I'm trying to say it is a rivalry. Yeah, it's not a yeah. Rivalry. this isn't a rivalry. Stop trying to say it. It's it's, it's <laughs> crazy, man. Like, and especially this year too. Like with everyone like being down on Gilmore, which I I think is because uh, you just saw probably the best year uh, by a corner not named Charles Woodson or Darrell Revis in the last 20 years. So anything that uh, Stephon Gilmore does this year will be a quote unquote letdown from last year because it's uh, it's not the same. But that was a that was a vintage Gilmore. You know, when we needed him most, he he completely neutralized their best best player. Uh, one more thing before we go, just one sentence. I think uh, if every year Bill Belichick should sign an undrafted free agent whose last name is Butler because they are going to turn out to be absolute freaks. Malcolm Butler. I actually – I needed Adam Butler to have a big game because I had been – very underwhelmed with him this year for how right. high that he sh- like a lot, he he had a great end of the season last year and then they resigned him and then you know like his they contract put a ten, year they put a tender, tender on, him. on him yeah it's it's like we we needed that from Adam Butler right no that was like the I can't remember the last time he had like a real like impactful game I think probably the Miami game last year the first one where I know he had two sacks in that game so yeah like, yeah uh, it was a great game for him if we can consistently get uh, something good from him. Like that, that because like that D line needs help, and be, right. that could use that significantly. All right, Chargers time. Uh, <laughs> I think initially for the Chargers, I think that it it proposes the exact same thing that we saw with Houston. There's a lot of matchup issues. Uh, you know, their wide receivers, their speed on offense. They have a they have a good offense. They have offense that can put up a lot of points. And then on defense, you know, a lot like they have you know, it's underwhelming. It's underwhelming, but it's not bad. However. They do have Anthony Lynn. However, Anthony, Anthony, it's a rookie quarterback. Anthony Lynn is a bum, first of all. Second of all, like that defense, it has talent on it, but it has been underwhelming. Um, Joey Bosa is obviously good, but like, I mean, that secondary, uh, they lost some pieces. They're not, they weren't, they haven't been that great this year. Certainly, I mean, isn't, certainly isn't one of the better secondaries. Right. This year. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know who to, I actually don't know who to pick this week. Like that's the thing. You gotta pick the Pats, dude. Oh, you gotta pick the yeah, oh, man. Jake's gotta take the Chargers so we can win. And true. There you go. I mean, so I really, I really don't know. Like, like this game could, like, like you said, like we don't know what we're gonna get each week. Like this game could either be like a good game or like, like with us on top, or it could be like the other way around. Like I, I have no idea. Out of out of my my years of research of the Patriots organization, I think this is how the game's going to go. Right, Chargers going to get off to a hot start. They're going to start crumbling towards the third. Patriots are going to storm back with a lead. Chargers are going to score with maybe seven minutes to go. Pats are going to make a mistake. Chargers are going to make a mistake, and now the Pats have two minutes with one timeout to drive seventy five yards down the field. And Cam Newton will be either um, fall on his face. And really, really good no, hyperbole there because that's how every game is going. Yeah, it's either ending in a Cam Newton turnover or a Nick Folk field goal. <laughs> that's when the story. That's the story of our season I mean, right there. The entire <laughs> season. Traditionally, for the Pats, bad head coach and rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback. That is what Belichick has feasted on right. in his in his career. So I think that's the number one like. Thing that you can say like i think that we can like really do something with that i mean who was coaching the texans romeo cornell yeah he's, but, he's not- but interim belichick coach which has been always his problem can't beat the can't beat the uh the disciples which is really weird i don't know the disciples that. will come back to you not yes come back uh, i don't i don't even want to talk about just, that just give him, just, like give him like a coaching intern job just how about just how about, the, how about how about get him a treadmill or something? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't want anything to do with that dude anymore. I'm all set. But anyways, uh, like, is 
like you look at the coaching matchup, you look at the quarterback, you know, the team's young. They they while well, they got they got weapons on offense. I mean, like you can't help but look at the coaching matchup and be like, like Anthony Anthony Lynn's gonna screw something up somewhere in this game. So it's like it's just it depends. It's like where and when will it happen? Uh, like because Cliff Kingsbury, wow, I can't even say that Cliff Kingsbury is uh like like was pretty bad in this game if you ask me. So and that and that obviously helps us win that game. So I don't know. Like I I would feel better about this game. Like. Both coaching and personnel wise, and I would like the Rams game. Oh, absolutely! Like the Rams, the Rams don't seem like a really good matchup, like at all for us. Like that's just like we we obviously talk about that next week. You know, yeah. Like, look, Anthony Lynn will make mistakes. That Cliff Kingsbury did. Cliff Kingsbury tried to be aggressive and do the analytic thing. It's just about capitalizing on those mistakes. Exactly. I think the the one thing I'm looking forward to this game, and I've been looking forward to it for. Months at this point, it's going to be the sexiest jersey matchup I've ever seen. In one of the sexiest stadiums in the league, four four o'clock game. You can see back to back, back to back, LA games. So back back LA games, and they're staying in LA for the whole thing. Dude, we I I don't I I can't really tell where to talk about this, but like we are that is going to be like a home game for us by the time because we're going to stay there. We're not coming back. And then I think the Rams are coming from the East Coast, right? Yes, yeah, so it's oh. it's like a reverse like we're basically the home team now. They're coming to our house if we win. If we beat the Chargers, we own SoFi and then we just beat the Rams in their own house, which is now our house. We ran that SoFi. We're actually so taking over. Yeah. So uh, what what we have um we have we have the Patriots South, which is Miami. <laughs> Patriots South Junior, which is Tampa. We have Patriots Tennessee. South. We have Patriots Southeast, which is t- uh, Tennessee. We have Patriots Midwest, which is Detroit, and then we're soon going to have uh, Patriots uh, West, which is uh, SoFi Stadium because we own them. Yeah, right. Oh man, no, this will be this will be an interesting couple of weeks. I mean, like you have to like, so we're five and six, right? So like, preferably, like if you wanted, like just looking at the playoff picture, like. We're two games behind. Uh, preferably, you would like to win these two games. Like, I feel like I mean, obviously the divisional games mean more, but like you, but if you really need to almost win out, like have a real shot at the playoff spot. So far over Miami, Baltimore, and Vegas. Like it, like nine and seven. Could- great. How did we do that? We. We've like lost these like you know Nicky like Tic Tac games here and there with like uh, Broncos and then you know drop one against Houston. But in these games like Miami, Las Vegas, and uh, who's the other? Uh, Baltimore, we beat them. And then it's like they all have tough. Like it just every time we win, it almost makes me more sad about the losses yeah. because there's there was so much room for being in a comfortable position and controlling our own destiny right now. Right. And they blew it in some of the easy, like the worst ways at the goal line on, in the red zone. We've, we've talked about it so many times. And I feel like I'm just, you know, beating a dead horse here, but like, or a broken record, but it's just like, Oh my God. Like every time we lose, it just makes me so sad that we couldn't have done something against Denver. Or no, I, whatever. I, that's exactly why I don't. Cause now we have to be perfect and we shouldn't have to be perfect in December or January. Right. And this team has been anything but perfect. And it's like the thing, like that's why I don't feel much better after this win. Like, like the, well, we, nothing the, about this win could have made you feel like, better. like, like, like we beat a good team, but it's just, we've done it or we've done that already. We've already beaten good teams this year. And then, but we can't, finish on bad teams like if you can't finish up on the bad competition there's there's no point of even beating the good teams but one thing that people don't really like the patriots sort of have an easy path to the afc east champion like title it's not easy but it's as easy as a a sub 500 team gets to go and get the division the patriots went out this is the thing that they need to happen to win the afc east the patriots went out which includes wins against Miami and Buffalo. Buffalo needs to lose three games. One of those would be two New against New England. Against New England. Another one, they're playing Pittsburgh in Week 14, and then they either need to draw Dolphins, Broncos, or Niners. Which the Niners played fairly well. Beat the Niners. Game. Niners game is on the road, going west uh, in prime time. And just like the Dol- like the Dolphins are playing fairly well, and the Dolphins, I think need to. The Dolphins can't win out 
which would include Patriots winning the second game, which would have both tiebreakers above them. They're also playing Kansas City. Look, all the Pats got to do, and it's like so easy to say, all they got to do is not lose another game, which is a lot to ask, a lot to ask from this team. But no, exactly. Like, like basically, what they need to do is the Patriots need to win out, and then they need to hope Ben Roethlisberger and Jimmy Garoppolo can beat the Bills, and you'll win the. Jimmy, Jimmy's done. Jimmy's not playing. He's been 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 on on IR for weeks. Completely tuned that team. Nick Mullins completely (laughs) tuned that team out. So, I that. Hope uh, Kendall Hilton Hilton can uh, beat the Bills. But you are Hinton. right. We like like Hinton. like both Miami and Buffalo have a lot of losable games left on their schedule. So it's not impossible. And Miami also plays Vegas. Right. So it's like it's not impossible that that we make the playoffs. It's just if we lose another one, it's going to be a backbreaker. It's certainly going to be weird. Like the Patriots are never in a situation where they need to root for other teams to lose to make the playoffs. Yep. Right, Pat's fans feel this, and they think they need to tank. No. <laughs> so even the, but yeah, but, 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 solution to bad games is just to lose on purpose. But they, but they forget that like this is the life of like almost every NFL fan. Like you actually got to root for other teams to lose because right. you know you're not dominating the league. Do you remember the Bills when uh, Andy Dalton beat the Ravens? Oh, that's and priceless. they like gave him a jersey and they, yeah, that's that's the best. Like I'll take one of those moments. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll sell my soul to root for Pittsburgh. I'll, to, take, a, I'll take a Cam Newton, like, fourth and 17, Hail Mary, catches in the end zone to make the play. I'll take, like, a Tua beating Buffalo in week 17 for us to make the playoffs. Would yeah. you take a Steelers undefeated season if it meant it got us into the playoffs? Yes. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is such a good question. And it seems like such a no-brainer, right? Like, duh, you want to make the playoffs. Right. But like mm, But the undefeated season. The undefeated season only belongs to two teams in NFL so, history. Do you okay, wait, hold on. Do you think and Pittsburgh a, team, would, a team went undefeated this year, especially like Pittsburgh did? The way that their like season is shaped up so far, do you think a lot of people would be like people would are, actually would actually take the Pat's side on that one and be like, well, the past one was actually like legit though, because this was a COVID year, and they had to play like the eighteen COVID, uh, like the eighteen players that have COVID on uh, Baltimore, Baltimore and whatnot. Like, you would think so, but I'm not convinced because people hate the Patriots so much. So, I don't. I don't think that the who, Steelers will will go undefeated. Right, but, actually, who, but also, who, who does I, Pittsburgh have left on their schedule? I'm curious. Buffalo. Buffalo. Well, we, we know that. Probably like Cincinnati, Baltimore. No, I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm they have Baltimore up. coming up. But here's the thing I'll say about uh, the Pittsburgh team is um, I love that they're getting the treatment that we did last year. And the that it's like, like when 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 when, <laughs> when anyone someone when someone has like a good like uh, a good season, it's always like you know what? Let's break down these wins and see uh, see how much they really mean. Like, dude, nine and zero or ten and zero is ten and zero. Like, that doesn't like, it doesn't change. Ten and zero. You know, you know what the ten and zero. Yeah, like this. You know what's what's awesome about like good, or when teams are undefeated is that you beat the bad teams because it's a hard thing to do. You can look at the Pats; they can't do it. A lot of teams can't do it. The Ravens. You, beating bad teams doesn't mean that you're a bad team. It means that you don't let them slip and don't let them. Even though the Steelers, and that's another thing with the Steelers, is they are a team that plays down to their opponents constantly. Yeah, that's a good and they point. Get, and they get beat by the bad teams. So it should be honestly more impressive that Pittsburgh has been able to, you know, They're, smack Jacksonville, who they couldn't before. Like, okay, so listen, sir, you want to hear their schedule? They got Ravens tomorrow. They got Washington, Buffalo, Cincy, Indy, Cleveland. Since he Indy, Cleveland, Buffalo is tough. It's honestly best for the Patriots if the Steelers go undefeated because they need a Browns loss, they need a Bills loss, they need a Colts loss. Yeah, that's it, the annoying. That's why I brought up the question because okay, so Steelers just, also if the Steelers went undefeated, Pats made the playoffs, and the Steelers went out first round, nobody would ever talk about their undefeated season ever again. So it wouldn't matter. No, yeah, there would be there would be there would be like forever known as frauds if that happens. Like, yeah, that would honestly would, honestly be like worse for them. Like, I hate this because this is what happened was last year with like us and the Niners. Like, just because some dude at Pro Football Focus says you're overrated, like they're still making the playoffs. It's like, oh, they're the worst 10-0 team of all time. So, does that, but, like, but it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, so? <laughs> so? They're yeah. still 10-0. Like, that's why the Patriots were so good for 20 years is they beat the bad teams. 
Right. You got to beat the bad. You got. Oh my god. Am I gonna say it? You have to. That was exactly what I was gonna say. You're mad at you're mad at the Steelers for being like given this schedule and just beating the teams on it. It's like they're just. I'm sorry. They're beating the teams that they have to beat. But just schedule wise, like this, that's that's a lot easier. Like they actually have a shot to go undefeated. But uh, I mean, Pittsburgh would be the last team I'd want to go undefeated, though. That's, that's like no Kansas City. Meh. Well, that's a, that's a that's a that's a good one. Yeah. I, I would immediately just said Baltimore because I hate when they have nice things. But like for me, well, it's, for me, it's Pittsburgh. Point. For me, it's Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I would want to see that. Yeah. Awesome Chargers talk. Oh yeah, yeah. We really got to the we really got to the bottom of that. Well, hey, hey, it was. Man, are we, are we are we missing Matt to come up here with like the advanced stats and be like, well, actually, look at the, the way they rank defensively, and this is going to be a big mismatch problem. He's, so, he's, miss you, Matt. He sent me topics, but I don't think anything were any of them were against it for about the Chargers. Oh no, he actually he, no, he does have a Chargers thing. Yeah, uh, Joey Bosa since week five, uh, ninety-eight point two pass rush pass rush grade, which is first in the league, thirty-three point one percent win rate, which is first in the league. And twenty four point two percent pressure rate, which is also first in the league. And they're so, probably going to line him up against Illuminor, who is, I guess, Cam Newton's Marshall Newhouse. Well, he had, okay, yeah. He had, a, he had a tough week last week. Um, I, I it wasn't. Thought, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. But I think Michael and Wenu could honestly, like, I'm not going to be like a prisoner of bias, recency bias, but he honestly might be the greatest Patriot of all time. <laughs> like Michael and Wenu might be the greatest Patriot of all time. He actually didn't have a great game either, but it, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Oh it's, man! All right, winners and losers. Who wants to go first? I actually don't have mine, so I won't. I won't go first. I have a okay, uh, my my loser. Won't, yeah, go for it. So this is a very unconventional one. Uh, my winner is the Baltimore Ravens, and although they've had like almost twenty people test positive for COVID. The NFL is literally on their knees slobbering you down. Like, dude, just they've had their game canceled for almost a week and they keep pushing it back because they're trying to get Lamar Jackson to play. So, like, good for you for being a good enough marketable team for the NFL that which they don't want to cancel your game and they don't want to make you play with a COVID ridden squad. So, good for the Ravens. This you want to. The I only ever congratulate the Ravens is for having a pandemic with the team. But good for them for having their game canceled for a week. You know why that this is the rationale, and you can take it and believe it if not. But the games that are being played are games that the league has the idea that those situations are under control. So Denver, they said that that was an under control situation where they don't feel like there's a threat to get COVID on the field. Now that's why the Baltimore one has been. Because there's no new there's new tests popping up every day, as opposed to some teams where it's one solo test or a test here and there. So that's what their rationale is. Now I believe that to an extent, but I also believe that they are going to get the games played no matter what, and they're going to put the best product on the best time slot. So my loser, I have two losers. One is the Chargers. Uh, I don't know if anyone had saw the ending of the Chargers Fields game, but that was probably one of the worst coach moments I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, coming from me, who's had some pretty bad Madden moments, um, that was one of the worst moments I've ever seen. For people that didn't do it, Chargers were down by 10, no timeouts. They had like a fourth and 20 from their own 40-yard line. They huck up a Hail Mary to get to the Bills' three-yard line. They catch it. And instead of spiking the ball, which is a normal person would do, since you're down 10, you spike the ball, you take the three points, then you go for an onside kick and hope for the, the ball to get back in your hands. However, you run the ball. You run the ball. You have no timeouts. You run the ball. And then then you don't know what to do, so you run your field goal unit onto the field. Then you run the field goal unit off the field, and then you do a QB draw. <laughs> the most ridiculous play calling I had ever seen. Like Anthony Lynn is done after this year. There's no way. He's had so many just bad play calls, and that was one of the worst things I'd ever seen on a football field. Like That product is <laughs> Alright. Loser. Okay. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is a horror. Was that one of yours? No. That's a good one. He's a terrible coach. The difference between a good coach and a bad coach is a good coach, i.e. Bill Belichick, would never throw his players under the bus. Yeah, Bruce Arians is so adamant at throwing his quarterback under the bus. Uh so he doesn't need to change his offensive system, which is a don't risk it, no biscuit. The, 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 risk it biscuit. Shut up. <laughs> Bruce Arians know that 
Tom Brady uh, thrives under using the running backs in the screen game, play action, uh, motions. All he does is just set him up for failure. And it's just, it's so sad. It's so sad. Just if, good if coaches, good coaches don't take to the third or fourth quarter to double Tyreek Hill. Correct. That's the funniest thing. Like Brady must have been looking at because like Brady good. like obviously seen how like how his defense when he was on the Patriots how the defense handled like Mahomes and Hill and even how like the Patriots handled them this year. Like he probably looked at his team and was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like like how many times like you can literally watch the Patriots game and like figure out how to stop Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Like it's it's not like it's easy. It's not it's, it's not easy, but it doesn't take the greatest mastermind of all time to do it. It exactly. happens. And you know what it if they could have just Tyreek Hill had three touchdowns. If you could have just like gotten one of those to not be a touchdown, you were in a way better position to win the game. And it didn't really seem until like the very end when Brady kind of just like said screw it and went nuts and then led them down and did everything he could to win, but ended up couldn't. It just Bruce Arians just does nothing but set that team up for failure. And he's not a he's not a winning coach. He he's got to go. He's, he's got to go so bad. Got into the person that I saw on Twitter that said. Um, so the Bucks aren't uh, exceeding expectations. Do you think the Buccaneers are going to move on from Brady after one year and try to trade him? Um, yeah, wait with so, this trade value. If so, <laughs> that would be if Tom Brady was to be traded here. Yeah. Okay. First, <laughs> one, all right. Fantasy land. Tom first, Brady. first we have first we have Jimmy G being traded here. Now we have Tom Brady now being we got traded Tom back Brady. here. Oh God. Okay. Since we're going off a of former Patriots coming back, <laughs> the option would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or Jacoby Brissett back as a starter next year? Probably Garoppolo. Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> I just because we know what Garoppolo is, and I just think that you know Brissett. At least there's something that you can say, like, "Hey, we don't know what we have with him," so there's like an X factor to him. Yeah, but neither of them are knowing, that great. Knowing, but knowing Belichick, I put that in air quotes. Knowing of Belichick, he'll probably just want to get Garoppolo to stick it to Craft. Hoyer. <laughs> Hoyer. All right. Oh, I, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, I'll go next. Uh, my winner is Alex Smith because because he's now put together actually a winning streak for the Was- for the Washington football teams, and which is which is makes it just makes it's just it's good to watch. Like you like it's one of those things you just watch. Alex Smith play and win these games and you just feel good. Like, like that's like, this is, this is a good thing that's happening. So like good for Alex Smith after all he's been through is starting to win some games and like, you no, know, actually do something with his career. Uh, my loser is the Raiders for, for one being one of the, one of the teams like you didn't want to play like later in the year to now you just lost to the Falcons. And now you don't, people don't really, uh, know what to expect from you. Like you were actually looking like a playoff threat, and now you're just like, mm. I see. I that was a terrible game they had this week against a bad team. So they are my loser. Uh yeah. To go right off of that, my winner is Raheem Morris, the interim Falcons coach. It's gonna. I don't know how long it'll be, but uh, you might not be seeing interim by that man's name next season because what he's done with that team since uh, Dan Quinn's been fired, he's lost one game. Same with Romeo Cornell. Interim coaches have only lost one. It's a, it's yeah, I guess winner interim interim coaches. Interim but, coaches. Uh, yeah, I mean they 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 completely embarrassed the Raiders. It wasn't even like close. And and the, like you just said, the Raiders were a team that you didn't want to play. That one loss came to New Orleans, by the way, which is probably the best team in the NFC right now. Uh, but yeah, Raheem Morris, he's been awesome. And then uh, side note, I feel like this can't be un- or not mentioned on anything relating to football over the last week, but Sarah Fuller, Vanderbilt kicker, no need to explain what happened with her, but awesome story, awesome moment. Yeah, everybody knows what happened with that. Just needs to be mentioned. Right, you don't, you don't super, need to agree or agree. With super you. cool. Or like, just cool. Good moment. Just be like, just be like cool, because it is, and everybody, everybody knows why. Uh, loser. Nice kick. I have... Uh, did you happen to see Mason Crosby do the same thing out of the uh, out of the half or or it was first kick of the game against the Packers? Oh yeah, he did. He did. Mason Crosby did the same thing <laughs> because you don't want to give it to a dangerous returner like Cordero Patterson. Anyways, my uh, my Man, loser. Careful, doesn't want to give it to a dangerous returner. Didn't want. Hey, that was the play, and it, you know what? It's cool. Everybody knows that. All right, loser. <laughs> yeah. 
I got two. Uh, but I have kind of like a, a joking one, but I got a serious one, dude. Wentz. Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback I've ever seen play football ever in any level. He is the you worst. Agree. You obviously haven't watched any Patriots games because – Dude. Uh, Carson Wentz has like, better stats this year and Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah, that, that okay. Then that just shows you why stats are the worst. I've been, because my yeah, I've been god, telling you. my god, you act like you invented the stats are like stop. stop. Oh please, you guys throw stats at me with Patriots oh, players all oh, the time, please, dude. Stop, stop. It. You know we we are all on the same page with that. Well, uh, Cam Newton, Went, yes. Wentz, God, I mean that dude. He, they could have beat the Seahawks. They could have. They had ever. You, the Seahawks could not have played better. Everyone on that team could not have played better, but Carson Wentz. He is. I've never seen someone, a singular player, hold a, uh, a team back like Carson Wentz did uh, this whole season. This whole season, this whole year, he is terrible. He's an embarrassment to what he, he was drafted second. That God, I, he, he he frustrates me. And I like I don't even care. Like I dislike the Eagles, but it's like the fact that someone that bad is consistently. I, I don't know. Put in Jalen Hurts. DK Metcalf was right. Right. That's the thing. Like, can I just say, like, we say, like, Cam should be benched because because uh, he's played terrible. But, like, we like you can debate. We don't have a quarterback behind him. We can bench him for that we feel good about. The Eagles can. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts, they, who actually, did, like, they, has a chance to do something. What what an unbelievable fraud Super Bowl winner they are for the fact that they won that and Wentz was the you know the best quarterback in the league that would have been MVP. Doug Peterson was the mastermind. Now Doug Peterson's an idiot. He's purposely tying games. Uh, they're three wins. They're probably not even going to win the division at this point. And uh, yeah, it's just like what a mess that team was. It's, it's unbelievable they ever won a Super Bowl. Or who you think wins the division? Like, I don't know. I don't Washington. Know. It's easy to pick Washington because they're like right there. But I also just I want to say the Giants. I want to say the Giants. Not like you have like there's not there's not a hot take. Giants there. could Giants could actually like go to the playoffs and beat the Bucks. You know the last <laughs> two the last two teams that went to the uh, the that have have been sub five hundred division winners both won their playoff game. Panthers, Panthers in two thousand and fourteen, and then the other one I can't. Saints, maybe? No, no, it wasn't the Saints. It was someone else. But yeah, I mean, people forget how bad the 2014 MC South was. Was the, was, um, bad. was the, uh, this is me with my random ass football knowledge. Is the 2014 Panthers game the one where they played the Cardinals and Forrest Whitaker scored a touchdown? I'm looking at I, I don't remember who they played. All right, well, you look that up. I have another loser. Uh, Travis Kelsey, because, you know, you know, all the time, like we talk about, like, oh, like, Kelsey's never been the best tight end in the league. Gronk's always been, you know, the one that stopped him from being the best. And then when Gronk retired, it was Kittle. And now Gronk is back. Gronk has been, for the most part, just irrelevant, invisible, a non-factor all year. Somehow, when they play the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey, Gronk has seven targets, six receptions, and 106 yards, and looked like prime Gronk in that game. And just, again, against Kelsey, made him the second best tight end. Travis Kelsey, you bum, you loser. Gronk <laughs> owns you. You want to be him so bad. I mean, now that Kittle's hurt, it's, I hate to say it, but Kelsey might be Well, yeah, I mean, Kelsey's definitely the best tight end in the league right now. But it's just funny that, like, Gronk comes back out of retirement and he's just been – Oh, no, I, been I, a I no, get what you're he's saying. Been a, he's been a nobody all year. And then when they when they play the team with Travis Kelsey on it, he just went – All like, of a sudden he goes sick, off. Sick a mode on him. Just, look, just looked it up. The – uh the seven eight and one Carolina Panthers beat the ten and uh, the uh, eleven and five Arizona Cardinals twenty seven to sixteen in twenty fourteen playoffs, and Fozzie Whitaker got a thirty nine yard touchdown pass from Cam Newton. All right, let me test your knowledge again. Do you remember who that tie was against? I want to say the Bengals. Yep, it was the Bengals. I don't know why I know that. You need to just you need to just be like a his, a history teacher for like sports. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that even a thing? I know. Yeah, it's called. It, go to go to some <laughs> random community college and be like, "Listen, I got a class. I wrote the I wrote the manual for it." You can like, like you know, like those Patriots movies they have out there. Like you can you can be like the narrator for them. You can like write your own script. Work with the Pat Hall of Fame. <laughs> but I, yeah, I get. I I guess I'm just an expert in the 2014 Panthers. <laughs> they lost to Seattle when uh, Cam Chancellor had that like 90 yard pick six. What were Matt's winners and losers? What a play! Oh yeah, I mean, I mean one second. Throw those out there. Some honorable mentions. Honorable mentions for Matt, who's not here. His winner was Deshaun Watson. Yeah, um, I mean, 
dude is really stepped in. He's really being good. One of the best. He's so, he's yeah, I mean, really that's the good, dude. Better than Lamar. He's really, oh, he's easily uh, better than Lamar. No question. That's not. That's not even a question. Like, Put in. Why do you, Why do you compare him to Lamar? Right. Him compare him to Murray is at least respectable. Yeah. Right before you say his loser, let's touch on the the Falcons or the uh, Ravens fan that compared Lamar and Kyler in their losses to New England. They're like, oh, Lamar, Lamar against New England in their loss than Kyler. Congra- congrats on that one. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that was like the that that literally that reminds me of the Texans when they tweeted out when they got beat twenty seven to zero by the Pats. Uh, by Jacoby Brissett when they said the Texans rushed for 100 yards tonight so everyone enjoy a free chicken McNugget. And they're sending that camera we got a three and out. Three and out, yeah. Small victories. Alright, what was Matt's uh, loser? His loser, it's a good one. Broncos for co- for complaining about us and COVID versus now. God, and that's so funny. Like, like they like they wanted us to forfeit because we had COVID problems, and then they were then this week they're pissed off at the league because they let they let him them go into a game with zero quarterbacks. They they try to get one of their coaches to be quarterback. Dude, uh, that like, how hilarious was that? Oh, if, if freaking Elway should have just came out of retirement, like for a game. <laughs> imagine, how, imagine if that was the Patriots, the league would have like everyone would be like, oh. The Patriots ask if Jed Fish can be their quarterback for the uh, – <laughs> Josh McDaniels is their is their quarterback. Like, Drew Bledsoe. got to get Drew Bledsoe out of retirement. We are finally – The dude James Harden who stands outside the stadium all the time. Can you imagine – can you imagine if we actually – what position does he, was he, does he want to be? He's like receiver running back. Okay, so he's like a skill guy. Can you imagine if we had a COVID week where there was like no skill guys and he thought like this is my moment. This is finally it. And they still don't call him. The thing that I have with them is the, the only thing he tries to do, he tacks like Adam Schefter. Like dude, Adam <laughs> Schefter is not going to help you get on an NFL roster. Yeah, dude, I'm sure Belichick the, the, gets calls from Adam Schefter and be like, yo, you should sign this player. <laughs> The give me a chance guys are the biggest weirdos. The ones that like, I'm a kicker and I just deserve my chance. And I like with their side, they just like stand outside the stadium. Like, like Belichick's not like, looking. Like, Belichick's like not Ernie looking Adams is gonna be like, like Ernie Adams can be like, yo, you see this guy, uh, James Harden. He's outside the stadium every day. The sign makes it a hundred times. Yeah, the fact that his name is James Harden. <laughs> I think I think it would just be hilarious, you know. Bill and Ernie just carpool to the <laughs> and they see this dude outside holding a sign saying forty time in your positions, and you just said COVID canceled my season. And they're like, and Ernie, I can just imagine Bill going, "You in now?" Like we we joke when we get we're in like, the car. Oh, the Pats always have these uh, these like nobodies. They find these Popeyes employees and these Walmart <laughs> cashiers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they we actually, we like joke about that, like. But usually those Popeyes employees and those Walmart cashiers are like first team all pro, like Big South or something. Not like random name not, James Harden not like 40 times. Not like homeless dudes with a sign and a pair of cleats. <laughs> it's like not it's not like Belichick like looking out the window looking for people with signs. Like, yo, there's our there's our next practice squad player. Like, like I'm gonna like, like Belichick's like, all right, we're we're lacking at skill positions this week. Look out the window. Do we look at the waiver wire or out the window? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who should we elevate for the game? Hmm. We can elevate you Mason know, Kinsey. We can, who's... we can do Akeem Spence. We can do Dante Moncrief, or we can get that, that young fellow outside, hard <laughs> big side, the white. It's great. It's great because the man uh, living under the bridge <laughs> by the. Uh, <laughs> the L, what's the the train that goes to the Foxborough? The T. The T. <laughs> the man who lives under the railroad. <laughs> <laughs> that's great I mean, the man it, huddled it, up in the in the corner of the tee <laughs> he's like he's the, the homeless Santa in the press <laughs> the dude that sits on top of the train with a, with a bag on top of the oh god and all that's in his bag is cleats like, it's so I think this started because of Matt's loser we joke about that but the <laughs> Took that dude last year and he scored in a game. And then they cut him. Yeah, then they cut him. But I poor, like poor. I remember like Giuseppe. Year, I remember like Maybe. I wanna say it was like tw- Giuseppe. <laughs> I, I wanna say it was like twenty fifteen. Where they had someone outside the stadium like that. I remember just being like because like a lot younger than 
uh, back then and thinking like, yo, this is actually a cool story. Like bring him in, like see what happens. Even Antonio Brown was like on Twitter. He's like, yo, give this man a tryout or something. And now we're just like, okay, like you just doing that is like actually a waste of your time. Like no one, like, no one's going to give you a job because you're begging out the window for it. Like with a poster, like the, like I'll go, like if I go make a poster right now, am I it's like in my, in my living room? And then I bring it to July Stadium. Are they going to sign me? Like because it depends I say, on what your forty time. Because I put my I, I put a fake forty time on my poster and just see <laughs> and see what happens. Like see if Belichick is like, oh yeah, look at that. It's it's getting in for a workout. See what happens. Like it's wow. What if what if the team's actually giving them like a workout and just not telling the media? And they just say, oh yeah, this guy. He, this he guy, would tell the media. Oh, like, oh yeah, this, oh yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> and it's just they throw they kick him back out to the curb. It's just it's <laughs> thinking of that guy, like, dude, just stick with arena league, like local amateur. There's no way that standing outside the Met Stadium will get you a tryout with the Patriots. Just like he has his cell phone number on the side too. Oh, Belichick can't even read what's in front of his face, dude. You think he's gonna read it? It says like two numbers on here. I think these are his phone numbers. It says James Harden. I, I I don't even know. Uh, James D- he just has like every position on here. He's like, I'm a DB. I'm a wide receiver. I'm a football player. Shot. I'm a route runner. I guess he just invented the position route runner. Uh, I can do special teams. Oh, and thank God he put this. He put hard worker on there. Was- oh, okay. You know, I hear to kill Harry's a hard worker. <laughs> We've talked more about it's James Harden on Instagram than we did the Rave or the Cardinals. All right. Uh, all right, we're on to the Chargers. You know, we got to be perfect. So uh, hopefully next time we see you, we're still perfect. Adios. Adios. Adios.